Gospel of John chapter 3 and verse 17. Turn to John chapter 3 and verse 17. And I'm going to share it in the King James and also the Amplified. This is so, so awesome. It says, For God, sent not his son, talking about Jesus, into the world, that's where we live, to condemn the world. Eye contact, eye contact. How many of us have um, been in the world and had people trash the world? trash the world. I mean, it's just the world, the world, the world, the world. But God sent his son into the world, huh? Not to what? Condemn it. But that the world through him, through him, through him might be saved. Now, now look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I got a surprise for you. You in this world to do exactly what Jesus did. Amplified. For God did not send his son into the world in order to judge, meaning to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be safe and sound through him. Now, this ought to, what I'm going to say next ought to excite you. Uh, say, neighbor, I got some good news. You are of great value. Every time you show up, you bring value to wherever you show up. But now here's the, here's the, the, the ingredient. You, you gotta understand that sometimes when you show up, the people that you show up with, they don't understand your value. Oh, hallelujah. But you better recognize your own value. Say, I am of great value. What do you mean, pastor? God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, for you. Say, say, say Jesus, Jesus paid the price, paid the price for, my sins. for my sins. Hallelujah. Now folks, today's message is entitled, No More Condemnation in Our Reach Flow. No More Condemnation in Our Reach Flow. 
Now, let me be clear. Condemnation means strong censure, severe reproof. And when you condemn, you express strong disapproval. Ooh. You pronounce judgment against and you sentence others. Now, I'm excited because I'm about to expand your capacity to believe and receive. Here in our opening text, we discover that whenever you are connected to Jesus Christ, his assignment is not condemnation, but rather salvation. Oh my God. In other words, in other words, he wants people to be saved in their lifetime rather than destroyed by the devil and his host. Say, neighbor, get ready. You're about to enlarge your capacity to believe and receive. And let me take you to Hebrews 11 and verse 6. You know this one by heart. Hebrews 11 by six, and verse 6. It says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him, that diligently seek him. In other words, when we walk by faith in God and diligently seek him, there's a reward that is assigned to come our way and we don't allow the spirit of fear, doubt, or unbelief to hinder our daily communion and fellowship with the Lord. Today, folks, I simply want to renew your mind to the way Almighty God thinks and operates, contrary to the negatives that the world wants us to believe and function in. Mm. Say, neighbor, get ready. Get ready. Hebrews 10 and 24. This is so precious. Hebrews 10 and 24. Now, remember I said when I got up here that y'all had preached my message? Hebrews 10, 24 says, let us consider one another. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. When we were hugging each other, going around and hugging each other, when we were going around and hugging each other, <laughs> we were doing this word. We were considering one another and provoking, provoking unto love and good works. Look at, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't roll your eyes. <laughs> didn't, that, didn't that hug feel good? Didn't that hug feel good? Come on now. Hallelujah. Well, y'all just up. No, 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 no. When we come together, our assignment is to provoke one another to love and good works. Say, neighbor, you don't know what I went through last week. You, 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 don't, know, you, don't, you don't know what I had to press through last week. But coming together 
and getting a hug and being provoked, that, that, hey, that meant so much. Say some, sometimes, all you need is a hug. All right? So Hebrews 10, 24 says, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Now, here's the key. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. Now, I got to pause here. One of the reasons people don't like to come to church is because they've been thought they're going to they're gonna be condemned. They, they ain't good enough. You ain't good enough. And, 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 and the bottom line is, all of us have moments when we, we miss the mark. Everybody, from the pulpit to the pew. I said from the pulpit to the door. Everybody has some issues in their lives. Hallelujah. But there ought to be some place where it's safe to come. Amen. I got news for you. Some days my hair don't look as good as it looks today. <laughs> come on. Sometimes I ain't dressed the way I'm dressed today. But it, it, it helps to be able to come to church and not be condemned because I ain't dressed right. Okay. You ain't the only one that had holes. Hey, there's, there's something about coming to church. When you come to church, you're not coming to be condemned. You're coming to be provoked to love so that you get, you get some fresh oil for the next week. Say, neighbor, you don't know, what you, you don't want, you don't know what's coming next week. There's some oil on you today that's going to help you deal with next week. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Listen, sometimes you just need to call somebody and say, we missed you. Well, why, 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 why ain't you in church? Why, 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 where are you at? You, you, you all right? And when you do that, that's called love. Amen. And you don't need to know all the details of why they ain't here. But you can at least, you know, encourage them, say, we, you know, we, you, you, we, we love you. I just called to let you know I love you. Amen. Eagle Summit, these verses speak of the heartbeat of Almighty God regarding why he wants his sons and daughters to come together to fellowship, to fellowship and connect with each other. Now, verse 10 clearly states that the purpose of coming together is to consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Now, if you've been wounded by somebody, you have to get out of that because you got to understand you meet people in a time and a season. Sometimes it's their receiving season. Sometimes it's their rejecting season. And if you meet them in their rejecting season, you just got to discern, okay, it ain't the right time. Don't mean you messed up. It just ain't the right time. Look, if I'm tired, if I'm tired, I said if I'm tired, if I'm really tired, and you come and you want to talk to me, I might roll my eyes at you. I'm tired. But if you don't discern that I'm tired, you think something wrong with the fact that I didn't respond. Then I come, and you come the next time, and I'm having my cheesesteak. 
Oh, my God. And then you want to talk? Oh, we can talk. Well, I eat my cheesesteak cheese because it's the right time. And every person you meet, you're meeting them in a time and a season. And you got to understand what time it is. Doesn't mean that they don't like it. Doesn't mean that it ain't right. It just means that the time may need a little adjustment. Say, neighbor, everything is working together for your good. You got to know the time and the season you walking through every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Again, verse 10, 24 clearly states that a purpose of coming together is to connect with one another, to provoke unto love and to good works. And here's the key. But the truth of the matter, that we each must grow up and mature to function with that kind of mindset and behavior. The devil and his hosts want the complete opposite to be our agenda. So we become a house divided against itself that can't stand. Now, this is the revelation that I, I had to grow to. Do you know that every one of us is a house? Every one of us is a house. And sometimes your brain is going one way, your body is going another way, and your spirit's going another way. That's a house divided against itself. Amen. And then you meet another body, and their head is one way, their, their spirit is one another way, and hey. So you got to understand, sometimes it's got to be a moment of regrouping. When you get your body and your mind and your soul in one place. Because as you think in your heart, so are you. Say, Lord, I thank you for putting myself together in the right place. Hallelujah. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Here we go. So how does Almighty God help make that happen? He does so by allowing people to have a church where they are supposed to grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ and become an example of his love here in the earth realm. And for that reason, he gives you a pastor who's assigned by God to coach you, to teach you, to mentor you, huh? So you grow and mature to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. They learn to be examples of his love and his compassion towards everyone, everyone, so you learn to choose to accept God once and for all. Now, any of you been in, in, in sports for any season and had a coach? Sometimes the coach tells you something you don't want to do. But it doesn't mean he don't like you. But he's coaching you. Same way with a pastor. Sometimes you're going to hear a word, it ain't what you want to hear. But I'm coaching you. It's not me, uh, no, it's trying to get you into the right place of maturity so that when you have to deal with a situation, you're able to do it. Amen. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But if you don't receive that word, you're going to try to lean to your own understanding and in all of your ways acknowledge yourself and not the Lord. And then you, you get in the mess. Well, okay. When I went to church, say, neighbor, coming to church, that, that, that's step one. But when you leave church, 
you got to deal with reality every day. Hallelujah. For that reason, huh? No other name, my, 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 my. Okay, again, I coach you, I teach you, and I mentor you. So you grow and you mature, and you become strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You learn to be an example of his love and his compassion towards everyone, so they will learn to choose and accept Jesus Christ once and for all. For there is no other name by which you can be saved. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life of the world. He's given his life so that we too can have life and have it more abundantly on earth and eternal life when we're blessed to go to heaven. Now let me take you to 2 Samuel now. 2 Samuel 22. I'll give an example of how we reach without condemnation. 2 Samuel 22, verse 36. And these things were written for our example. Here we go. It says, Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. Folks, when you're connected to the Lord Jesus Christ, one of the ways he will show up and show out is with gentleness. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm hurting, I need some gentle. Okay? They didn't like it on that side. Um, I don't know about you, when, when, I'm, when, I'm, when I'm messed up, I need some gentle I need some gentleness in that situation because the trick of the enemy is to make us turn on ourselves. And, 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 and when, it, when you turn on yourself, then you, you, don't, you won't forgive yourself. You, 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 you just think that, you know, all you do is make mistakes you, and you start speaking the wrong thing. You start functioning the wrong way. And uh, there's a word that said, in everything, give thanks. Now, how can I, I don't mess myself up. Now, how can I thank? Well, that's what the enemy wants you to do so that you feel so bad and you end up walking around feeling depressed, angry, upset, condemned. But in Christ, there's no condemnation. He just wants you to be changed. He wants you to get past that so that you can do what? Be more than a conqueror. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me so that my feet did not slip. Folks, when you're connected again with Jesus Christ, one of the ways he will show up is with gentleness. Why? Because as God, he, now here's the thing. He already knows your downsetting and your uprising. He knows when you miss it and how you miss the mark, how you miss the mark of your life. Now, uh, Go with me. Um, any of y'all senior citizens in this place? You know, in the 60s and the 70s and the 90s and the 80s and all? Uh, and then you get connected with some young people and uh, you look at them and they come and tell you and you know they're lying. 
You, 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 you can look at them and know that they're lying to you. And how you know? Because you used to lie that same way. You used to do the same thing. Uh, young people, when, when, when an elder is able to read your mail, it might be the fact that they did the same thing that they caught you doing. And they had... <laughs> And they don't, want you, they don't want you to pay the same penalty that they paid. And so therefore, they're trying to say, hey, honey, uh, I know you like it. It feels good. It smells good. But don't do that. Because if you keep doing that, it's gonna, you're going to pay a price. But it's because of the fact that they've already walked through that. And that's what it means. Jesus knows your downsetting, and he knows your uprising. He knows you better than you know yourself. Any of y'all got grandmamas and grandpapas that can look at you and say, mm -hmm, I know, mm-hmm, that you, you walk in and they know you. Right. Mm -hmm. You got friends that look at you and know you? That's real. Say, God, I'm understanding. You know my downsetting, and you know my uprising. You know my beginning and my ending. Hallelujah. And that's why you love me with an everlasting love. Say, God, thank you. All he wants is for each of us to mature and grow up and make the needed changes that will allow us to obtain salvation and a good life here on earth before he returns for all. Now, let me take you to Mark chapter 2 and verse 15. Mark 2 and 15. Holy Ghost, help them to get it. It says... And it came to pass, talking about Jesus, that as Jesus sat at meat in his house, many publicans and sinners sat also together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many, and they followed him. And they followed him. Say, neighbor, one unsaved person is following you. Oh, my God, my God. And you be trying to figure out why they're following you. Because <laughs> there's a light in you that the darkness can't comprehend. They, they, they see the light in you. Hallelujah. So, my God. And when the scribes and the Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that you eat and drink with publicans and sinners? When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, they that are whole have no need of a physician, but they that are sick, that they are that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. See, folks, you got, you got to understand, we're living in times and seasons now where you, you got to be able to sit with people. You got to be able to sit with them. You know, they, they ain't going to always be da-da-da-da, but they, you got to be able to sit with them. And your presence makes a difference. Amen. Amen. You, you may have to listen to them tell you about all their stuff. and right. You might already know their stuff. But you are a light in the midst of their darkness. And God will let you be the light that will help them begin to make the changes. Hallelujah. Say, say, say neighbor. Some people have a high pain tolerance. And in pain... 
they, 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 that's where they live. They, 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 they're happy in pain. And when you sit with them, you got to be understanding that that pain ain't bothering them the way you think it's bothering them. It ain't, they, they don't, don't be, no, 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 no. But God can intervene and get them out of the pain zone. You, you, you deal with somebody that's dealing with pain all the time, and then all of a sudden they get no pain. They, it's like, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do. That's why when people have been rejected and persecuted and love meets them, they don't know how to handle that. So it takes time for that to be a shift. It takes time for them to be able to, okay, okay, oh, you really real. And, and if, you come, if, you, if, if you come from the street, you know, you know there's a different role out there. And then you get around people that pretend to be saved, you know it's a whole, you, there's an adjustment. It takes time and season for people to make changes. And when, you have, when you're dealing with publicans and sinners, it takes time. Just like, you know, you got saved overnight, right? No, you didn't. Say, say neighbor, don't roll your eyes. You didn't get saved overnight. You had a journey too. And you're still on that journey. Hallelujah. Again, when Jesus heard it, he said to them, they that are whole have no need of a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Folks, for us to reach in 2019 those things before us too, we must mature and not be afraid to connect with those the Holy Spirit puts in our day-to-day -day flow so we too can help sinners to come in repentance without condemnation being the major tool for getting that done. Now, here's what I, I have to understand. There, there's some situations when people come to church and people are treated bad. It's, you know, church folk. You so saved and so sanctified that you just don't know how to relate to anybody. So you just, everybody that you connect with, you make them feel like they're less than what they are. That ain't right. Say neighbor. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. No, 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 no. We flow with God. And in God we live and move and have our being, then we are gentle. Because we know we got a history too. Yes, we, 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 got a, we got a rap sheet, too. Look at your neighbor, smile. Say, I love you. Even with your rap sheet. <laughs> come on, come on. Again, oh my goodness. Tell the person around you, remember, to remember that the Holy Spirit is your helper and your guide each and every day so you stay in faith believing and faith receiving that helps you connect to the hearts of those without a real relationship with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's go to John chapter 4 and verse 15. Thank you, Lord, for the rhema word today. John 4, Fourth chapter, verse 15. This is so precious, so, so precious. Mm -hmm. Here's a woman that said unto him, Sir, 
talking about connecting with Jesus, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, go call thy husband and come hither. Now, I want you to get, to, I need the eye contact. When you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you connect with a person, there will be moments when the Holy Spirit will give you a word of knowledge about that person. And you don't know where it came from. You don't know how you got there, but somehow, somehow you know something about that person that you didn't know before you met him. This is what happened with Jesus. This woman is coming, she connects with Jesus, and all of a sudden, he gives her a word of knowledge. And the word of knowledge, meaning in that moment, um, uh, go call thy husband to come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said, I have no husband. And when you have a, one of the gifts of the Spirit of God is there are times you connect with people and you can read them. You know something about them that they don't know that you know. And you find out at that moment. And when that happens, you got to remember gentleness is the key. Gentleness is the key. Just because you know something that they didn't think you know, you can't condemn them. Church folk condemn them. Religious folk condemn them. Oh, I got the gifts of the Spirit. So you use the gifts to, to make people feel bad. That ain't right. The woman then said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said, I have no husband. He's, he's being gentle. For thou hast had five husbands. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five husbands. Now you know somebody come to church and you and the Holy Ghost begin to reveal that <laughs> you know and, and, and you ain't as saved as you trying to be you're gonna make them feel bad because they, they they had five husbands and, and, and then it said what and oh for thou hast had five husbands and he whom thou now have is not thy husband so you just shacking up in that said thou truly Folks, here we have a person who sinned in their lifetime connecting with Jesus. She, she, she done messed up. But watch, watch what happened. John 4 and 27. John 4, 27. Upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, why seeketh thou or why talketh thou with her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, wait a minute, said to the men, wait a minute, said to the men, huh, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Now, if you've ever messed up and you've been hurt by somebody messing with you and beating you up, and then you have a situation where you messed up and somebody knows you messed up and they treat you gentle, that's, that's, a, that, that's a new beginning. Yeah. That's a fresh start. Yeah. And see, folks, that's what, 
Eagle Summit assignment is all about. How are you going to restore people if you don't know how to be gentle with them in the restoration process? Say, say, neighbor. Stop getting mad when you're trying to help somebody. And it's taking a long time. It's called enduring hardness as a good soldier. Amen. And you can't do it in, the, in your own flesh. You got to do it with the help of the Holy Ghost because you get weary in well-doing. I done told them. I done told them. Every time they call out, I done told them. I done told them. I done told them. I done get tired of telling them because they're going to do the same dumb thing again. Well, you are speaking the condemnation. You blocking the flow. You blocking the flow. When you get mad because it takes you a long time to get the person help where they need, you know, you, you, you start comparing yourself with them because, you know, it, it only took me five minutes. I, I'd have changed, you know. Well, everybody ain't like you. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's good news, too. Because sometimes when you get to the person that's not like you, they have gifts in you that, in them that you don't have. And then the Holy Ghost will make it so that you need what they have. Say, God, thank you for expanding my capacity. To believe and receive. The woman left her water pot after being told by Jesus, use a mess, and I know he's using a mess. But he didn't beat her up. He was gentle. And she went and said, see, a man told me all things that ever I did. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Please get, go with me for a moment. Here you are, you shacking up with a man, got it? But you done done it with five, five other men, and somebody's telling you what you did. The enemy will make you feel awful. And when people come to church, they don't need to be beat up. They come to be provoked to love and good works. Amen. Amen. It doesn't mean that they, they, they don't have, doesn't mean that they're not wrong, but it means that they need some grace. Yeah. Where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. Say, Lord, thank you for the grace. Now notice the grace is not cheap, it's costly. He gave his life so that you could have life and have it more abundantly. All right? Here we have a keen example of how gentleness can make a person life live better and become better. Likewise, when people come to Eagle Summit, they need to experience the gentleness of the Lord rather than the condemnation of the world. Look at it, say, neighbor, did you experience any gentleness today? The sun is shining. Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. The next important thing to note is that the woman had to receive the gentleness and not see correction as rejection. And, and that's, that's a real place, folks. Even when you are loving on people and being gentle on people, if all they've been is beat up and beat up and beat up, they don't know how to receive that love right away. Mm. They don't know how to receive that love right away. And you got to be able to not be offended because they didn't receive your love. You ever try to help somebody? And they, they, the more you try to help them, the more they push you back. Mm -hmm. 
because they, 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 they think you're faking. They, they, don't know, they don't know the deep love. And then you keep doing it time and time again. And then, then, they, they, then, then you, here's the key. Then some of them try to hustle you. Because they know, well, you know, I know how they're going to hustle you now. Mm -mm. You got to have wisdom to know when you're being hustled. That's all they know. But that means you still got to love them the way God loves them. Amen. Say, neighbor, put a smile on your face. God love you today. In the church, that is one of the devil's major tricks to make people stay away from church so they, so they can't grow up and become world overcomers the, the Lord wants them to be by coming to church and being, huh, being, uh, experiencing rejection and then feeling like, you know, well, I just go to church, I'm, I, they, I don't feel any better. I don't know. Say, say, neighbor, life is more than a feeling. It's a knowing. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Acts chapter 12 and verse 5. Acts 12 and verse 5. So good. I'm, on my, I'm, I'm pressing in now. Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, was kept in prison. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. He's in prison, but prayer is being made without ceasing of the church unto him, unto God for him. Now, eye contact. You don't know who prayed for you last week. Somebody prayed for you last week. And you may have been in prison, a prison situation, a tough situation, but somebody was praying for you. When you are a part of a church, there are prayers that go up constantly. Prayer, prayer. I'm praying for you every day, every day. Part of my assignment as your pastor is to pray for you. Pray for those that despitefully use me. Hallelujah. Bless them and curse them. Y'all like, hey, pray. Now watch what happens. Watch what happens. They pray for him. Folks, when you're a part of a faith church, the prayers of others really help you through real life tests and trials. Here is where the devil's host works overtime to try to make sure people don't freely tell others what they're truly walking through. By increasing human shame and humiliation as a demonic tool to block the blessing flow in their lives. Now, I, 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 I coach this all the time. Before honor comes what? Okay, okay. y'all don't like it on this side. Before honor comes what? Humiliation. Humility meaning there's, there's, oh, it's, it's, oh, I ain't all that. I ain't all that. But when you have God in your life, he will take that humiliating situation and elevate you and then bring somebody across your path that's humiliated the same way you were and you're supposed to be blessing to them. 
and say, God, here I am. I'm available to be a blessing because I've been humiliated. I know something about humiliation. Hallelujah. But I've overcome it because I'm blessed by the best. Oh, my God. Now, Acts 12 and 7, going down the home stretch. Here we go. Acts 12 and 7. Now, he's in prison, and folks are praying for him. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison. Now, this is, please get this. When you have people praying for you, and you're in a mess, all of a sudden, something supernatural happens. And it just happens in the mess. And you know it, you know it's, it's got to be God. It's, it's, God is doing something in my life. I don't know how, but I know it's God. He's in prison. A light shined in prison. And spoke to Peter, said, on the side. And raised him up, saying, arise quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. When you are in difficult situations and the church is praying for you, your chains will fall off. I don't know about you, but I, I, I done had some chains fall off last week. Okay, y'all definitely. I said, I done had some chains fall off last week. Say, neighbor, you had some chains fall off. That's why you made it here today. Hallelujah. It had to do with the prayers of the righteous. Folks, in 2019, we reach for those things before us. We each need the prayers of others to help cause demonic changes to fall, change to fall off our lives too. Coming to church should be a blessing it's designed by God to be and not what the world tries to make it out to be. Save folks, hello, save folks, are to love one another and to provoke one another to love the way Jesus loves us. And here's the trick. The devil will make you get tired of hearing this. But you got to say, no, devil, I need to hear. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing. Sometimes you got to tell yourself, I am loved. I am the, I'm loved. I know I am loved. I'm going through this, but yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. I shall live and not die. You got to talk to yourself. Now, I got to go here. Every time we have praise and worship, don't just be, mm -hmm, open your mouth and praise God. Amen. It ain't just the praise team that's supposed to be praising. You're supposed to be praising too. It's a weapon of our warfare. When, when, when God sent his team into battle, he sent the praises first. And the praises, hey, black everything. Hallelujah. In your hellish situation, you need to be praising God, singing and dancing and praising God, thanking God all the time and backing off the negative. Say, God, I'm going to become a praiser. Hallelujah. Say, God, thank you. My God, my God, coming to church, again, should be a blessing. It's designed to be, and not what the world is trying to make it out to be. Save folks are to love one another, provoke one another to love the way Jesus loves us. And his love is everlasting love that will not fail when we learn to apply it 
the God way with his gentleness. No more condemnation in your reach. Say neighbor. No more condemnation in your reach. All right. Number one, coming to church, you should be provoked by love and good works. Say, I come to church to be provoked by love and good works. Say, I know that when I come to Eagle Summit, I'm going to be loved on, not condemned. Hallelujah. Secondly, in the church, God's gentleness is what helps make you great. Say, 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 God, I thank you this morning for your gentleness that's making me great. Thank you. I'm in a gentle environment. I'm in a gentle environment. And it's making me great. I'm going to leave happy today. All right. Next. In the church, the prayers of others will help make the chains of life fall off. Now, I want to place a demand. Do not let this week go by and you not pray for somebody. Do not let this week go by, this year go by, and you don't pray for somebody. Sometimes, I know you're praying for yourself, but pray for somebody else. All right? Say, God. I'm great because you're great. And then finally, salvation is to replace condemnation through the love of God shared in a church fellowship. Say no more condemnation. Only love, love that never fails everywhere I go. Say no more condemnation in our reach flow. Say, Father God, thank you for renewing our hearts and our minds today so we can walk by faith and be a blessing to others as we share your love and compassion each and every day with the people that cross our path too. Holy Spirit, please give us your wisdom your understanding of what to speak and what to do when we encounter someone who is unsaved and needs a real relationship with the Lord. Holy Spirit, please lead, guide, and direct our conversations so that divine love and divine forgiveness helps heal the wounded in their body, in their soul, and their spirit. Holy Spirit, thank you, thank you for doing that for each of us as well. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah! We're reaching with gentleness and love so that you can be saved if you're not. And if you are, do the same for others. In Jesus' name, amen.